machine learning. Today I'll be talking about uh, data cleansing and uh, some of the techniques they use. It's actually fairly uh, straightforward. So what you want to do is analyze your data and uh, and particularly on categories uh, and find differences. So if you know what the uh, allowed um, parameters are for each category, then what you could do is um, you can take the column and you can look at the unique values on that column and then compare that to the categories for each column so each column would have a list of categories or each category would have each column would represent a list and in that list would be all the possible categories for that column and or category items for that column and then you can use a python difference and that will then show you which categories are uh, not are outside of would be like equivalent to a left joint so the you have an inner join which would be uh, all items that are matching and then you'd have a left join which would be items that are not in B but all in A so there's going to be uh, uh, and that would be a left join and so what you're looking for then is where there are items that are not in A and B and um, uh, and not in B or not in A excuse me so that's that would be equivalent to like uh, a left join and uh, those those uh, um, I would call differences. But then once you have those differences, uh, you have the choice to determine how to deal with it. Whether you're going to mark them as a bad record and then examine it more closely and then uh, add that transaction back in. Or are you going to uh, fix the category? And fixing the category might be involved removing lead spaces or, or trailing spaces. Um, it might be involved capitalization, so you could do a string dot upper. And the, or you might have a specialized category that you create and, uh, and you group uh, categories together and one way to do the grouping of the categories is by creating a uh, data dictionary or a dictionary uh, called a mapping and then when you see uh, these outlier categories you can group them into a specific category and so they call that mapping, and so then you'd use the replace function and uh, replace the, those columns with any time in that column it detected 
a particular category, it would then look up the mapped item for that category item. So that's uh, kind of how to fix the categories. And so that has the effect of uh, grouping categories into other categories. And, uh, and so you could use the cut function to do that. Um, if you have continuous variables, which means you know a numbers that are increasing or decreasing, uh, but they're the real numbers, and you want to uh, partition those numbers into specific categories, then you can use the cut function, and then you would set that equal to the new new column in your data frame so when I was looking at this uh, I was looking at uh, breaking apart based on dates so you can use date durations and uh, moving that to different levels so what you would do then is set up your bins and your bins are uh, your ranges of numbers so you would start with your edge range beginning range and then you would move to your uh, other edge range which would be the upper threshold and in between you would have different intervals so you know, from the edge to the inner to the first interval would be the first interval first number would be the first interval likewise to the nth interval and uh, then corresponding to those intervals you can set up labels and the labels then uh, will be what is returned by the cut function. So it's pd.cut. <clears throat> and then what I did is I used, uh, in this case, I was looking at the differences between two dates and then uh, getting the day difference and then uh, identifying that as a category. So uh, I, I put in one column my day difference and the next co column I put in the classification from the QCut. Or from the PD cut, and so you PD cut has two parameters: have the bins and the labels, and the, the so that's how you can take uh, continuous numbers and use that to feed into your into your uh, data frame. So just like we were talking about yesterday, you can stream in continuous data chunks or or rows of data process them, set their their categories, and then later you can do, uh, uh, you can do classifications on those, on the data that you have to, to analyze it. Now one of the things that they said um, was demonstrated in identifying categories that are possibly have problems with capitalization or uh, you have abbreviations of the same category, like you say East Europe, but then they abbreviated Europe as uh, EUR, and you want to change that uh, through using a dictionary, is to use the group by. So the way the group by function works is you specify uh, you specify the column that you're grouping by and then the column that you want to return um, 
value on. And then you can also do different aggregates on it. So you can do a apply and, um, and then you can use the lambda function on that group by and or and in the case of if you if you were going to use a lambda um, you'd say lambda x colon and then you would apply you could call a python function to do something with that uh, x variable and that would then be returned uh, in the uh, tuple that comes back from the group by you could also take the hold uh, function and do dot operators on it. You can do dot sum, dot mean, dot median, dot standard average, standard deviation. And uh, you can use uh, an operator called AGG and you can put a list of uh, functions that you want to call, custom functions, standard functions, and you can pass those in. And so it can do a lot of work just uh, by specifying which functions you want to be called in that AGG function. So that's a really nice feature. But then that gives you kind of a, um, a picture of what's going on with your data. Uh, what you, then when you're looking at those groupings, you want to see if there's any uh, weirdness in the data. And so that's kind of one of the... Uh, one of the five points of machine learning is identifying weirdness in the data. See, that's what you're kind of looking for is, is there something weird in the data? And then once you identify those uh, items, then how do you fix them? And, uh, and that's, that's kind of the, that's what data cleansing is about. And you want to have it in a continuous replay mode so that uh, if... Uh, you need to rerun the process. Let's say there was uh, some sort of uh, integrity error that was missed or a process uh, didn't run to completion. Maybe it crashed, maybe it erred because of the data. And there was a ca edge case where you weren't handling one of the data types because you weren't aware of it and it didn't run to completion. Then uh, you would you want to have the ability without having to run the rest of the um, extractions and transforms you and loads, you, you want to have the ability to reload that data into your staging files. So, um, so the data should be continuous and loaded from flat files. And then, um, you, you know, and so it should be independent of the size of the data. So you don't want to load it all into memory. So you want to do streaming. And then the second thing is uh, you want to be able to apply uh, your transforms on, on, the, on the data. And then the last thing is you want to be able to load that data up into your staging tables. And then once you have your staging tables set up, uh, you'll, you want to set up your surrogate key and, uh, and then that will create that unique ID, and then you uh, will uh, load, merge the, the staging tables into the production tables, and, uh, and then 
or copy all of the the data that's been loaded from the stage into the actual tables and then it's copy those tables over. So it just depends on how much downtime you're going to have between the production and the staging areas uh, that you're going to anticipate uh, will be the decision for the strategy on how to move the data over. Because if you're just talking about a few megabytes, that's very fast. But if you're talking terabytes of data, it could take, um, it could maybe take several hours to move all that data. So, but whatever process that you use for loading the data, it should be very fast. And uh, um, it could be even, you get the staging data tables set up correctly and then in the database and then you just move the whole database so that might be a one way to do it for speed but uh, yeah so it'll the time consuming portion is the loading uh, it could be done in blocks of records and it could be run in parallel as it loads for speed so blocks in parallel so batch processing uh, can increase the speed <clears throat> but at the level where you're doing the transformation it needs to be row by row and the source needs to be data file and the reason why you want to use a flat file and not a direct connection to the database is that you don't want your data to change so from the point that you do your extraction from the database into the flat file you don't want that those files to change. You want them all to be static. And then that, that provides consistency. They're, you're not in a different state. So whatever state you're in at the point that you do the extraction, that's that's where you start to rebuild your warehouse from there, that point forward. So anyway, those are some uh, my thoughts on uh, warehousing and uh, data cleansing. And definitely the the data cleansing part of the Python is, uh, is very important and uh, critical uh, part of the whole process. Well, tomorrow I'll probably be still talking about data cleansing and uh, hopefully if you have any ideas you want to share, uh, contact me on LinkedIn.